Hey everybody, Diana here for the Sales and Marketing for Massage Therapists podcast. Today's episode is about consent, as in informed consent uh, that we have in our intake forms, um, which I think is the bedrock of our relationship with our clients. And so it is provides a level perhaps of safety for the people who come to see us, a power of choice, uh, that informed consent that they are in a position to make a decision about what happens to them and that they're going to get the information that they want and need in order to make that decision. So it's all voluntary. And I, 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 I've been thinking about consent for a long time in terms of sales and I think a lot of my resistance around sale, sales and selling and marketing is that it always, from my point of view, being on the receiving end of it, that it felt like it was um, a pressurized situation. I had to manipulate somebody to do something that I want in order to sell something to somebody. I had a very, I guess, twisted view of what selling really was. And so when I became a coach and I knew I wanted to be a business person and a coach that I, I wanted to clear up my relationship with selling and business and make it much more of a consensual experience for myself. And I'll explain more as I go, but to start off, I'm, I'm a big fan of definitions and seeing whether or not I agree with the nuances, you know, some dictionaries talk about having and in, in just in their basic forms, consent means consensual is agreement. It's mutual, multilateral could have both sides, you and your client, you and yourself, um, with permission, without coercion, force, or threat versus, um, what isn't consent non-consensual is unilateral is being, you know, basically concerned with only one side it's without permission. It is with coercion, force, or threats. There's persuasion from force or threat. And so what's interesting about consent, and I was thinking of this from, from when somebody hears about us, the actions that they take to set up an appointment with us, the steps they take to show up, walk through our door, and get on our table. And so they do all this because they've consented on some level. No one, we didn't go there and coerce or persuade or threaten them uh, if they didn't come in and become our client. So they get on our tables based upon their own consent to what they think massage therapy represents. That session, you, um, it could be relaxation. I know I'm gonna, there are some expectations that people have of coming into a massage practice, you know, all the, the, the things that, uh, people talk about when it comes to massage therapy, the relaxation, I'll feel better. There might be temporary or permanent change in their bodies that they creates ease for themselves. It just feel better. They took time away from, for, from their day for themselves. So informed consent, as we know, and I read, this is a definition is a process of communication between our clients and ourselves that leads to agreement, permission for care, treatment. So what I'd like for you to consider as I walk through 
this podcast is that our clients' informed consent begins long before they're on our tables. Their informed consent starts with our consent, our informed consent to be in business, to be a massage therapist, to be open to receiving clients. And I look at it that way. It starts, it starts with us, basically. It begins with who we are. Are we consenting to see our clients, have them in our business, in our professional lives? Have, we, have you even consented in, in an informed way to being a business owner? And I know the answer for that when I started was, it, it was obviously no. It was just like the next step. I knew I didn't want to be an employee anymore. I wanted to be a business owner, but I was not informed of what that really looked like. So how that looks like, how that <laughs> would seem um, from somebody observing me long ago, uh, was this struggle that I felt like I was seeing my clients against my will. <laughs> I'll explain. I hadn't yet accepted that I had to have people in my business in order to make money. Yeah, that seems like a no-brainer, not much of a leap, but that's where I was because it was tough for me. And believe me, I tried to find ways to make money without people or exposure to a lot of people. And I had my reasons for that. And it does sound ludicrous now when I say all that aloud, but that's where I was. So how did that belief system manifest in my business that I had not fully consented? I was in business kind of against my will because I didn't, in my mind, there were options. Um, I had a interesting employment history as a massage therapist working for other people. It was... Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't want to go back to that. You know, it's like anything's better than that. And so how that showed up in my behavior in my business, because I did not consent in my mind to being in it was that there was reluctance to engage. There was unclear communication, impatience, dreading showing up at my office to work on people, being afraid my clients would ask for more than I could give, being rigid in my policies, probably alienating a lot of people along the way and really not enjoying myself, not enjoying what I was doing, the clients who came in, not enjoying myself along the way with this business. So I didn't have my own informed consent to be in business at that, that stage. So I wasn't bought into my business and my clients coming to see me. And it wasn't, it was, it was kind of like, I didn't want to be there because like, surely there's something better because I was operating under that belief that, you know, did I really have to have people in my business to make money? I mean, there was, that's the resistance that was around this non-consent it's, but it's, you know, it seems like I made a choice somewhere, obviously, because I did have an office Intake forms, scheduling systems, sheets, and other supplies. I had all that, but I didn't feel like it was my choice. And so this is where the consent comes in. Do I really want to be here? Is this voluntary? And I had to make that leap for myself. I do have choices. So was I coerced into becoming my client's massage therapist? No. Was I forced to sign a lease for my office? No but I had thoughts about my business that indicated to me 
that I believed I had no choice when it came to being in my business. So consent being the bedrock that it is of our relationship with our clients, it is also our bedrock of our relationship with ourselves and our business. Do I really want to be here? Do I really want to be doing this? Do I feel like I have to be here? Did I actually agree to this? Is this really what I want? And so there is a choice, obviously, in our permission to be there for ourselves, our clients, our businesses. Did we make that choice and permit ourselves those because we wanted to? And only you can answer that on your end. I, I made a conscious decision to be in my business not that long ago. <laughs> um, you can tell what your answers are to those questions based upon your behavior as it has been in your business. So that will show up in how you act, speak, decide things when you think of your clients, making money, scheduling, uh, you know, when should I schedule? When should my schedule be? It shows up in your advertising, your messaging, your marketing. And there's, there's some resistance somewhere to your, um, messaging. You don't quite buy into what you yourself are selling, at least on some levels, because maybe you, you haven't fully consented to being in your business to the level, um, that would indicate a pretty much, I want to be here on a voluntary thing. So if you're not bought in, how can your clients be? That's fundamental. Your clients are going to follow your lead when it comes to your energy and the type of energy that you're putting out. Uh, and if you didn't fully consent to your business, your marketing plans, your clients, how stable is this bedrock of your business? So informed consent means what from this perspective? I look at it as this is a process of communication with ourselves that leads to um, permission for care, services for us, by us, to us. So when I look at selling from, okay, if, like I talked about in the beginning, you know, a lot of sales to me from my observations of MLMs and watching big corporations uh, deal with their businesses, their employees, and their customers. You know, we're, we've all been on the receiving end of some really crappy customer service. You know, we bought into a, a business because we're paying them, and yet it, it 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 there may not feel be or feel like we have we were there on purpose, like that we wanted to be. Maybe we you know, in your area, I'm thinking of the cable company, internet, um, services like in this area at spectrum, um, time Warner cable. I know in other parts of the country and around the world, there are different, um, companies like that, which, you know, a lot of people have very strong opinions about in terms of their customer service and how it, you know, you may be in an area where you only have one choice where I live, there are several, um, but I'm, I'm all, can only access one of them because of my neighborhood. So it just feels like we have no choice and it doesn't feel like a, a great relationship because we, I haven't given my full consent to spectrum because I don't, it's like, if I had other options, I would change kind of thing. So I digress. Um, when it, 
when we sell something to someone, it can often feel like a pressured exchange. And depending on the person who is selling, it can feel like you have no choice but to say yes to something that you're not sure you really want. And so here's what I think of selling. selling. And I've come up with some new ways I've thought about selling that really help me tie consent into selling and therefore taking off a lot of pressure when it comes to selling what I do. So selling is serving the people that I talk to, whether with information or with uh, commiseration or um, compassion, a listening ear. I'm letting them know that I can help with something they may need or want in the future. I'm just letting them know I'm there. Selling is educating people about me and what I do, why I do it, how I do it. Selling is detachment from any outcomes from a conversation about what I do. And I really like this one. There's a lot of freedom in this one. If you have detachment from a yes, no, maybe, or no answer, you're there to, to offer that help. What somebody does with it is up to them. And if you, you're not tied to that yes, no, maybe, then it, it is a freeing idea. It takes all the pressure off. Selling is understanding who my clients are and are not based upon how they respond to my offer to help. Maybe they heard part of that and they liked it. Maybe they completely just uh, uh, pretty much gave you the brush off you know, that person's probably not for you. Um, you know, based upon the reception that they're getting from you, you know, that if you're reading them, that they may or may not be, they may be one that shows up in a year from now. They may show up in a month or so. They may never see you, but you are, you, you're getting an idea. The more you talk about what you do to other people, who those people are and what your messaging could be. And selling doesn't have to be convincing, proving something to somebody or debating with someone about what you do. You know, there's a lot of convincing energy that I've had, I felt I had to do in order to sell massage. And it's like almost people expect it. It's like, prove to me that you're going to do all these, that you're as wonderful as you say. And I'm like, you know, I've never been a really good person as far as a selling, a salesperson in that kind of situation, I'm like, I'm not here to prove anything for you, to you. I have, I, I have, don't have the energy to convince you. This is, you know, I'm not buying into that type of interaction. I, I do not give my consent to be in that kind of interaction. You either want what I have to offer or you don't, but I'm not going to convince or try to persuade you that what I do is valuable. And I've been in that situation. I've had people walk into my, you know, they set up the appointment, they showed up for their appointment, and then they wanted me to sell them on what I was going to do on the table. And I was like, it's very interesting that you're waiting until now that you're in my session room about to get on the table and you're wanting me to sell you? Didn't I already sell you on this? So it's, it's, 
that happens several times to me. It's like, well, prove to me that you're good. Well, uh, I don't know what your definition is of good. I don't know what your past experiences are. And so it, it, that's sort of, and you've probably met people like that. Prove it to me. No, I don't have to prove anything to you. <laughs> you either want it or you don't. And I'm not going to chase after your approval or your permission. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Whew. That brought up some memory. So, um, if selling is all these things that I just mentioned, then that informs my clients of what I do and why, thus making their consent a natural next step. They've been informed. So great, we're all on board. And we're in the selling process with our clients because both of us want to be there. Then you can tell when somebody's receptive and when they're not. You can tell when the conversation flows and when it doesn't. And it starts with us. It starts with what we think about selling, what we think about what we offer, what we think about our potential clients. All of that sounds like a lot, but if you become very clear on the benefits of what you do, how good you are at delivering that in the way only you can, then that clarifies all these other questions. You're just going to go in with a very clear understanding and confidence and belief in yourself and what you do that you don't have to prove anything to anyone else. So I look at it as <laughs> going back to me, not, not being, having given informed myself, informed consent about being in business. Um, if I had had it earlier, I would have had a better relationship with it from the start. But just so you know, I officially started my massage business in 2012. It wasn't until 2020 that I consented to be a business owner. So those eight years were of maybe I'm a business owner. Maybe I'll advertise. Maybe I'll take talk about what I do. Maybe I'll join a networking group. Maybe I'll reach out to that person about a session. Maybe I'll be more open to more clients. Maybe I'll think about advertising there. All these maybes. Nothing was definite. Nothing was clearly defined because I had not given, given myself informed consent to be a business owner eight years of sort of wallowing around in a confusion of sort of this wishy-washy place, indecisive place. And there, there's not a lot of, lot of power in indecisiveness. There's not a lot of power in vague. And so therefore I was quietly resenting my business quietly resenting that I had to do any of this in the first place. Oh my God. You know, and I'm not saying that I, you know, I've met some incredible people who are still my clients. <laughs> They've stuck it out with me and I am forever grateful through that period of maybes, wishy-washiness. Um, somewhere though, along the line, I did make a conscience, conscious decision to be a business owner. 
because there's a lot about it I really like. And I would ask myself that occasionally, like, why am I even doing this? Why don't I just go work for somebody else? And there's a, obviously a really big stubborn part of me is like, oh, hell no, we're not doing that. You, you, that was, didn't work for you before, probably won't work again. True or untrue. I don't know. But you know, there was a lot of, I, I finally owned that I wanted to be a business person, that I wanted to serve people at a very high level. But like I said, that wasn't until 2020. I couldn't find the words. I couldn't visualize what that meant in a way that supported me and made it clear to me that I could help people in this very simple way. It didn't have to have bells and whistles. It didn't have to be anything than what it was. I didn't have to prove anything to anybody to be in business and to be very, very good at what I do. I didn't need all that. So this whole conversation about consent, I, I think um, many people who want to go into business for themselves, who don't perhaps have uh, an example to look up to within their own circle of friends or family, you're going to have, you know, maybe some varied and diverse views of what selling is. And I want to help you clear that up because if you do want to be in business for yourself, you're going to have to be super clear on that consent that you're giving yourself. I, I am choosing to be a business owner. I'm establishing that relationship with myself and my business. This is a voluntary act. And because it's voluntary, I want to be here and I want to make it work. And I'm going to own all of my decisions because I want to be here and I'm running this ship. So consent gives us power. Consent gives us that level of commitment. You know, you can change your mind about your business two, five, 10 years from now. You're like, yeah, this is not for me. Totally. But that's your choice. Again, you've given yourself consent to say, this isn't working. I think the thing about consent was really interesting that it always, in a lot of dictionaries, it always goes to, um, you know, sexual situations or relationships with, you know, between friend, uh, romantic partners, family, friends, you know, and we don't often think about consent when it comes to our family or our friends. Did I get their consent to think or to do these things for them? Did I get their consent to make those decisions for them? <laughs> this is where consent gets really interesting for me because we are part of a society where consent hasn't been a huge consideration for thousands of years. This is this is why it's so important for me to talk about because I want my clients to have, to give their informed consent to work with me so we can have that process of communication, a process of, of discussion between me and them. So I am serving them at the highest level I can. And so that they can feel safe 
because we as a massage therapist and me as a coach have a responsibility to our clients because we're sort of in this very trusted position. So this is why consent is so important to me. This is why I've been looking at consent with my friends. Did, did I give consent for them to make that decision for me? No, I didn't. How do I want to approach that? How do I want to have the conversation about consent for people who have known me my entire life? Do you know, and that's, I just, there's a lot about this that I I've taken for granted with the people around me. I've made decisions for them. They didn't, I didn't have their consent. I just made decisions. I made, I have assumptions about things about them and it's really being responsible for those decisions and assumptions and not trying to take a decision away from somebody else. So I could go off on that, but I shan't. So this is a conversation um, I've had with a lot of people, whether they're massage therapists or not, about selling. And this whole idea that I'm, you know, I could be, I'm just taking money out of their pocket. Well, you're, you, I mean, that's a very interesting visual to have, but is that really true? You know, check those thoughts about selling um, that are really limiting you from educating and serving your clients. And, and get, being informed about who your clients are and aren't and not being attached to those outcomes with, com, you know, conversations, you know, I can't presume that I will have that person's consent to sell to them, to work with them. I can't assume anything. I have to, I have to find out if they are a yes or a no. I like that level of clarity. I like that sense of deliberate attention to that communication factor. Do I have their consent? And if not, you know, do I get to find out why not? I can find out why they said yes. And I could be curious as to why they said no, they did not give their consent to, for me to sell to them or to talk to them, whatever it is. Okay. So. I work with my clients on, on consent from this type of situation, not only in business, but their personal relationships, especially the ones with themselves. Because if, you know, not every marketing plan is for you. Not every coach is for you. Not every webinar is for you. It's really up to you to make that decision, to give that, give yourself a chance to inform yourself so you can consent. That's how I look at it. We can be all very informed and, and yes or no equally are respected and honored. Anyway, like I said, I can talk more about this, but if you have any questions about this, if this is something that you want to talk to me specifically about, you want clarification, let's set up a time to talk. There is no obligation. There's not going to be a sales thing in that conversation. If you just want clarity about this particular topic, please let me know. I want, I don't want you to think, oh, she's going to sell me at the end of the session. No, I'm not. I'm just going to, I'm going to offer you all that I can in that 60 minute session. And you can take from that session what you need to. And there's no obligation. 
I think it's really important for me to offer that to you from this. It's, it's a high level of service for me to provide that with you, whether you want to work with me after that or not. I don't want to be tied to that outcome. I want to serve you and answer your questions and help you move forward. That is my goal. And if you want to work with me after that on a more concerted or um, consistent level over a longer period of time, we can talk about that. But that's you're not going to get a sales uh, spiel during that 60 minutes at all. So thank you so much for listening. I will speak with you next time.